2: This is always one of our weirdest podcasts, because we're recording this, and as we record this on Tuesday, you're going to hear this on Thursday, and headlines will already be made at Knoxville, and that's just fine. We hope you're following along with us and carrying on, but uh, it's the Knoxville Nationals Week. She's Aaron Everham, I'm Steve Post. This is Wing Nation, presented by Dryden and DRF Racing Oils. And I, I think the these shows are always challenging this week, because it's like, We we record on Tuesday for Thursday, and someone could do something on Wednesday night that just blows our mind. And so, if they did that, and you're watching on Thursday, that's why we're not talking about it. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about it on our daily show, the W. That's right, exactly. A little behind the scenes, but but they're always fun chance for us to talk to somebody that is Knoxville related, but is not going to win on Wednesday night. And Eric Arnold, I don't believe he's slated to drive or win on Wednesday night. Uh, he is the track historian, and that's who we're going to talk to here today on our podcast.
1: I'm looking forward to it. you know just before the NASCAR truck race, I did a little thing for MRN that talked about the track yes. history, and I thought for the amount of years I've been there, I didn't even know half of the paragraph before. I you know it was neat to learn about it where the, how the track started and how it's evolved.
2: So I'm going way off the radar here. I'm going <laughs> way off the radar here. We had the Truck Series race. Alexa Henrion is our producer of that, okay? And she is filling in for the Craigers. She's joined the nation this week, okay? She's filling in for Craigers, so she's monitoring the board. And we were talking this weekend, and she says, I'm just glad I got the history right. Aaron did such a great job with the piece. I'm just glad I got the history right. Well, she did. You did, and we had a great part of our Truck Series yeah, broadcast I out there. We got
1: a bunch of compliments on that. A few people yeah, reached out. Yeah, absolutely. And heard it. Well, I
2: just find it interesting. You're talking about the script, and Alexa was talking about the script. And she's like, I'm just glad I got the, the, the history right on yeah. it. So, uh, neat stuff. It's just weird how people uh, interact, and, and, and here we sit. Uh, Here we sit on the cusp of the Nationals talking about the history of that racetrack. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk to Eric Arnold, who who he could have written. He has written books on it. Yes. We didn't have time for books in between (laughs) the heat races and the A-Main for the truck series back a few weeks ago. So neat stuff, that is for sure. So that's what we're going to do. But before we do that, let's go back to last Saturday night, the My Place Hotels 360 Nationals for the Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour. Darren Pittman and Gio Selzy. It was on Dirt Vision. Our good friend Brian Halbert with the call.
0: And now for the dry game, death-defying move of the week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. And Selzy bobbled that time on the cushion at turns three and four. Darren Pittman's going to go back to the race lead. Pittman slides up across the racetrack. Selzy trying to turn it down. Battle for the race lead. Here comes Gio to the top spot. Giovanni Selzy back to the race lead. He'll try to use the lap car as a pick. Can it hold? They'll work through turns three and four. $15,000 is going to Giovanni Selzy in the 18. That death-defying move was brought to you by Drydean Diesel All-Deaf, the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen men everywhere. Visit Drydean.com for more information.
2: For decades, Drydeen Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydeen offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Drydeen.com. DryDean, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules tires, ride on our strength. Wing Nation presented by Dryden by DRF Racing Oils. We're so glad you joined us here on our podcast. Let's go to the Sage Fruit High the historian for Knoxville Raceway and all things Knoxville Nationals. Eric Arnold joins us. Hello, Eric. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Thanks, Postman. Good to be on. Great to catch up with you. I can't imagine we're so geeked up about Knoxville Nationals Week, and we have ties to it, but not like your ties to it. What is, what is the week like for
0: you beyond buku loads of work? <laughs> loads of work is correct. Uh, it's a crazy two weeks. It's, this is not my full-time job. I actually have a real job. Huh. And working for Knoxville Raceway at night, you know, while I'm at home and then on the weekends. And then I take vacation from my real job to be here for 10 or 11 days. And uh, it's, it's pretty crazy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Either way. It's, it's all about passion, and this is what I love to do uh, the most in my life. And I, I can't imagine being anywhere else than at Knoxville Raceway, especially in August.
1: Eric, tell us a little bit about your history. Where did your love for Knoxville come from, and and how long have you been working with Knoxville Raceway?
0: Well, officially, I started working here in 2011, uh, but I started coming here when I was three years old in 1977. Uh, My parents brought me here, and that was the year, the magic year. Doug Wolfgang started the season winning 10 races in a row. And the crowd would just boo and boo Doug Wolfgang because he was winning all of the time. And, of course, he becomes my favorite driver. And I fall in love with sprint car racing. And you start collecting nationals programs. And I I kind of become a nerd as far as keeping track of stats, writing down lineups and finishes every Saturday night, sitting in the stands as a kid. And that continued for most of my adult life. Uh, I went through the brief party phase in my 20s, you know, but then I kind of came circled back around once I got to my 30s and started getting involved with writing and media a little bit. And it's evolved into uh, handling social media here and stats on the history side. And I'm, I'm super blessed uh, to be able to work at Knoxville Raceway and get paid to, to watch the races and, and talk about it. And I just I, I love it. So you, so
2: you're 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 the kid collecting the program, keeping the stats and everything like that, and then you you know you you go off and you party a little bit, and then you come back. When did you decide that I have enough here to write a book and and to really really focus in on on kind of becoming um, the historian of the racetrack? What what was there a light bulb that went off and said, "Hey, I've got a little bit more here than than than, than maybe just sitting in the stands keeping score." It
0: really kind of you're in the right place at the right time, like most things. And I, I I grew up in Newton, Iowa, which is where Iowa Speedway is. And some friends of mine worked for the local newspaper in Newton. And when Iowa Speedway opened, they were looking for someone to help out uh, reporting about the races there because nobody on staff knew anything about racing. And I started writing about events for NASCAR or Hooters broke up or IndyCar, whatever they would have at the time. And then I was like, hey, I really am more passionate about sprinkler racing at Knoxville. Could I start writing about that? And that evolved into covering things here at Knoxville Raceway officially as a media member. And then I started writing for Flat Out Magazine for Justin Zock. And then that turned into writing stuff for the Nationals program. And then when social media comes around, I, I just brought it up to Brian Stickle, who was a marketing director at the time. I, I talked to him about, you know, you guys have a Twitter account, but you're not really utilizing it. And he goes, "Well, do you know do you know anything about Twitter?" And I was like, "It's new, but yes, I think I know what I'm doing, and i, I strictly volunteered as a media member in 2011 to start running the Knoxville Raceway Twitter account, and he, I was off for the races after that point. And uh, that's how I first became involved with Knoxville Raceway. And then a couple of years later, uh, the track historian, our senior track historian still is Bob Wilson, and he had had this vision of writing a book for a very long time, and I didn't know about it. And he got to the point where he wanted to have it done before, uh, after the 50th Nationals. And he invited me uh, to join him in that venture to help write half of it. So he wrote the first 25 years and I wrote the second 25 years.
2: Hmm.
0: And uh, that was a huge learning process, it elevated uh, my writing style for sure. I learned a lot. And we're, we're hoping to write more books in the future right now. Bob is, has another book out about the history just of Knoxville Raceway and the Marion County Fairgrounds. Uh, you can shameless plug. You can find those uh, online or through the National Sprinker Hall of Fame, the gift shop if you're in town this week. So, um, this, uh, mm. again, I'm just incredibly blessed to do everything that I get to do here.
1: Well, it's really impressive resume and it's, you know, really neat to hear your passion for the sport. You know, we talk about that a lot on all of our shows, whether it's drivers, crew chiefs, whoever we talk to. But it's also neat to talk to media who shares the same passion. When you look back at at the history of Knoxville, you've been going for whatever you said, maybe over 40 years. How neat is it to see what the Nationals has become? Um, I feel like people have started to get in on our little secret of this wonderful event, and now it's exploded. We've had sellout crowds and so many events, and Spire and Kendra have done a great job. How neat has that for you to to witness it? You've witnessed it year by year.
0: It it is really neat. It's it's pretty crazy. My first experience is coming to the Nationals is, is camping. And there was a group of friends we camped in. On, there was five boys. We camped in a two-man tent and just had a blast. And you start becoming more involved that way. And back then, you could actually camp like right next to the ticket office. That used to be grass, but that's all now a gravel lot where all the T-shirt trailers are. And you, you see it grow from a grandstand that would hold, I think, eight or 10,000 people at the time to now we, we have enough capacity of like 22,000 plus the suites and everybody in the infield, you get close to 25,000 people here nowadays. And uh, the format of the event has changed. Uh, We used to have that Friday night show that was kind of a, you know, the last chance night with the bottom, you know, the top 50 were locked in and then you had the bottom 50 basically that would come back Friday night. And that wasn't really a big deal. Uh, As then as it is now with the hard knocks format, which I, uh, I was able to help develop that with John McCoy several years ago. And that's, been a huge change to the to the event itself but just the facility is is just it's just so much bigger you know once we got the national sprint car hall of fame in the early 90s that really put us on on a map like with diamond p sports covering the nationals in the in the mid 80s and then we get the hall of fame it became a destination for people to come to from both coasts at that point and and it had been for drivers coming from each end, but now it was it was fans coming instead of having ten or twelve thousand people. Now you've got twenty five thousand people in a town that it only has eight thousand people living in it. So it's it's just amazing how the town uh, embraces everything and it. it all works every year. And it, it truly takes a village of employees and just the community to to make it all happen. And we're all just so proud that it, it's here in Knoxville, Iowa. This is the
2: 60th running of the race. I will fumble multiple times between now and Saturday night and call it the 60th annual race. We all understand that we lost a year last year. Eric, losing a year and now on the cusp of the big weekend after a two-year hiatus, it's almost like it's sad that we lost the, the annual title of it, but the anticipation to me seems like it's, at a, it's double high because we've had to wait two years for this race to finally happen.
0: Totally agree. Uh, It's last year was just it sucked. I mean, it really (laughs) did for everybody. I mean, there's no that's the really the right word. It sucked for everybody, Uh, for the teams, for the fans, uh, the town, and now that we've had all this anticipation, we're on a record pace for ticket sales. Saturday is going to sell out at some point within the next few days. We know that Uh, we're under a thousand tickets to go right now as of today, and it's, you know, maybe we sell out, we start selling out Friday as well at this point. I, I don't know. But the anticipation level, just on what I see and what I track on social media, uh, managing that and just the people around us all year long, everybody's just, they're, they're so geeked for this one week. It's a religious experience for these people. And to take it away for a whole year, uh, just it was painful. And to be able to come back this year and whoop it up and party. And see some great racing. We know what's going to happen, and it's the anticipation level is is super high, which I think adds a little bit more stress for all of us um, on the promotion side with with Kendra and me and on down. It's uh, we just want to make sure everybody has a good time. Kendra the party planner, and we just got to make sure that everybody has a good time. And we know the race is going to be great. Uh, we just want to make sure the fan experience is as great as possible, and as geeked up as everybody is, I don't see how we can't mess that up, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm just going to say, I don't think that there, I think the anticipation, the excitement, you, you get a home run right ahead of you. When you uh, look at the next few days, where, where do you, where do you do your social media from? Where do you watch from? Um, are you all over the place? How do you, how do you keep up? Like I always wonder that with social media accounts, it's not an easy job to pay attention to everything that's going on, stay involved, but remember to to tweet and, and to, Keep up everything as it goes.
0: Thankfully, there's this program called TweetDeck, and I am able to schedule a lot of posts. I can pre-plan a lot of things, yep. which works great until there's a weather delay or something in <laughs> the schedule change. Then, then it's a mad rush to jumble everything back together and make sure something doesn't go out that's not supposed to go out. So um, there's a lot of pre-planning. Uh, we work, I work a ton of hours that, you know, the last couple of weeks to make sure all that happens, I create a lot of the the graphics as well. So like the, the dirt emails that Kendra sends out, a lot of those graphics is stuff that she's having me make. Uh, And then those get added into social media as well. So, but I try to get all of that done first. That way, once we get to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're able to connect with people and try to interact as much as we can and keep track of notifications and stuff. Now it's impossible to keep track of all of it and answer everybody's questions. Uh, the amount of questions we get just through the Facebook page alone can drown you some days and at some point you're just like screw it I got to watch the races you know. So Yeah.
2: You're right about that. Yeah. You're right about that. Final question for you Eric as we look to write the history or as you look to write the history of the 60th running of the Knoxville Nationals um Aaron and I, one of our themes over the last two weeks is this may be the widest open field that we've seen. We went through the anybody-but-Steve era, then we went Steve or Doug, and then we went Doug and Danny and, and Danny and Donnie and everything. It just seems to me like like you're not going to be able to have any head starts on who's going to win this one as far as writing the history. This, this, this field is going to be wide open, it looks like to me.
0: I was thinking of that until Oscar last night and I saw Kyle Larson be so dominant (laughs) and I'm like, Oh yeah, somehow I don't know why you forget about him, but you, I just, I did for a moment there. And I was like, Oh, we have Kyle Larson here. Um, But I I really think gravel shots, Brad, sweet Logan Shuhart has been really strong here. The last couple of nationals, those guys are, are at the top. And then, there's still a handful of other guys that have a shot, you know, Carson Macedo is driving the 41 and we know what that car is capable of here. So I just, you just never know. I mean, nobody saw Jason Johnson winning in 2016 and it happened. So uh, it, you you just never know. I, I definitely think Larson has to be the favorite going in, but you sure as heck cannot discount gravel and sweet and the rest of those guys for sure.
2: It's going to be fun, that's for sure, Eric. We're going to let you get back after it there. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks for your time and can't wait to see you uh, over the course of the, the next four days. We're going, to, we're going to have a great time, that's for sure.
0: Yes, the beer bus will be ready for you guys. We'll be oh, seeing
2: ho, you. oh be the magic words. We have a hey, reputation. And he didn't want to get the cheap plug in, although he did a nice job getting the cheap plug in. Go to the Hall of Fame and buy Eric's book. There, a little yeah. bit more direct approach. Eric, thanks for the time. We appreciate it.
0: All right, thanks, guys. See you this week.
2: There we go. Eric Arnold joining us here on Wing Nation. For decades, Drydeen Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydeen offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to drydeen.com. Drydeen, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Sagefruit has been a longtime supporter of sprint car racing, sprint car fans, and us here at Wing Nation. What they pride themselves on most is providing shoppers with the highest quality, best-tasting apples, pears, and cherries available. Go to Sagefruit.com and make sure you ask your local grocer for sage fruit. Flow Racing is the home of Grassroots Racing, with over 1,300 races streaming live in 2021. Watch the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl, World 100, Dirt Late Model Dreams, Sweet 16, and much, much more. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com MRN. From sprint cars on dirt to SK Modifieds on pavement, arena cross, drag racing, and everything in between, it's here, live, and on demand. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. That's FLORacing.com forward slash MRN. Great to talk to Eric Arnold. Man, I'll tell you what. It is is—it is time. It is time for the Knoxville Nationals. Let's look at our upcoming schedule, and you can find your own calendar of racing. Our buddy TJ Slideways, his his yes. calendar. is I mean, good Lord. That's another one. I can't wait to talk to him when we get out there. Yeah. Oh, I love talking to TJ. Good stuff. It is the 60th running of the NOS Energy Drink Knoxville Nationals, presented by Casey's General Store. Tonight, prelim night, number two. Friday night, FVP night, four spots for the big dance are going out on Friday night. Saturday, the Nationals, $150,000 to win, $1,000 per lap to lead, and lap 11 is Wing Nation lap. So we'll see who wins our money, see who takes our money to the bank. Um, We talked about this on Tuesday, but I think it it bears uh, repeating. We went through that phase where it was anybody but Donnie. He won nine of ten years. Only Aliquippa's Tim Schaefer was the only one that broke it up. Um, The last four years, four different winners, Jason Johnson, Donnie won in 2017, Brad Sweet and David Gravel, and um, gosh, I'll tell you what, just can't wait to see what's happening. Oh, it's going to be good stuff. And again, VFW Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit on the Hercules stage every night will be on Dirt Vision at 7 Eastern Time or on Wing Nation and Dirt Vision's Facebook Live pages. So uh, it's going to be big stuff. If you're not going to Knoxville, there's still sprint car races for you to support, Okay. Pennsylvania is such a neat place, okay? Williams Grove and Port Royal decide they're going to take the weekend off to allow their drivers to go to the Knoxville Nationals. So Big Diamond and Clinton County decide we're going to have 410 races. And so Friday night, Big Diamond, the first time in eight years the 410s have been there. They have a race on Friday night. Lernerville also has a race on Friday night. Saturday night, Clinton County, it's the first time the 410s have been there in more than 10 years. Uh, Also, Butler, Fremont. Lincoln, Sharon, Saint Francis, and Wayne County on Saturday night, and two races on Saturday night for the Four Tens. Tri Cities over in Western Pennsylvania, and Jacksonville, Illinois has a show on Saturday or Sunday night. <laughs> Woo, man! I'm telling you what, we are in high cotton, baby. I'll tell you, this is fantastic. So, hey, um, if you are uh, watching this here stateside, okay, on Saturday on our MAV TV show, the Flying Shoe Ron Schumann joins us. Oh, man, what a neat, neat guy that is from Tempe, Arizona, that old Arizona collection. Yeah. And he gave us, uh, I'll just give a little sneak peek. He told us what the men's room facility was like the first time he went there. Oh. There was nothing too special, that's for sure. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Good stuff, Ron Schumann. That is our Wing Nation television program presented by Sage Fruit. Follow along with us all week long on social media. Remember, at 7 o'clock each night we have our live shows. It'll be on our Facebook Live and on Dirt Vision. But we are going to be all over the social media front as well. So going to be great stuff for sure. And it was great stuff getting to hear from track historian. Eric Arnold from out at the Knoxville Raceway. So we appreciate it. She's Erin Everham. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Dryden and DRF Racing Oils.